0: This is iFanboy Booksplode, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year One, The Complete Collection. IFamboy Fanboy Booksplode. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. This is Josh Flanagan. Hey there. And Booksplode is our bi-monthly review show, unlocked by the patrons over at patreon.com slash ifanboy, where Josh and I, or some combination thereof, review original graphic novel, a reprint, a collection, something more than the usual weekly comic, which we talk about on our weekly Pick of the Week show. And this month, we're discussing Injustice, colon, Gods Among Us, colon, year one, dash... The Complete Collection. Volume 1. <laughs> I don't know if it, that's it. Year 1? Year 1 is, that is the volume we yeah. Year 1. This is written by Tom Taylor, drawn by a whole lot of people. It was yeah. 425 pages or some, some odd number. The, and so there's a lot of artists over the course of this. This book came out in 2013, originally, in digital form. It was a digital first book that eventually was collected in paper. And it was... A tie into the Injustice Gods Among Us video game that uh, I've never played. Not me neither. Looks like it's a fighting game.
1: I, it is. I've seen it on... If this was like a story game, I'd, like, I'd probably try it. I've seen it on Game Pass, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like fighting games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about Masters of Teres-Kazi? Which is another way
1: of saying I'm not good at fighting games. <laughs> Masters of Terrorist Kazi is one of the
0: worst fighting games ever,
1: and I am probably, or was as good as any human on the planet at that game.
0: We had a really good time playing it.
1: That's true. It's true. Anyways, let's, <laughs> let's not digress this early and that far.
0: Yeah, so this is based on the, t- on the fighting game Injustice Gods Among Us. I don't know the premise of that game, but I assume it's still similar to the comic, and or the comic is it's just an excuse to get heroes fighting each other, which is what we end up having here. The premise of the book, and obviously 400 pages, we're not going to go through the whole plot, the underlying premise of the book very, very similar to Kingdom Come, in that the Joker kills Lois Lane in a really horrible way.
1: I haven't read Kingdom Come in so long that I did not
0: remember that at all. And instead of the logical reaction that Superman would have, which is what he had in Kingdom Come, which is to wall himself off from the world and live peacefully on a farm, uh, in this book he turns into an authoritarian dictator. Who wants to stop all violence and all killing in the world and thus becomes Earth's unofficial dictator, causing some heroes to side with him and some heroes to side with Batman, and it thus begins DC's civil war.
1: So I think that you hit it on the head like going through this bit by bit in the plot is not going to be very effective. No. And we wouldn't and it would be it would be boring. Yes. And 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 similarly I feel like I have Page to make a, I have to. Well, look at this. Um, I think similarly we have to make a bit of an apology to the artists yeah. because I think it would be difficult to get too much into what each of them brought because there were so many of them. Yeah, in fact, a in a given issue, there was often two, three, sometimes four yeah. artists. Yeah. And so it became hard to sort of keep track of who everybody was. Every once in a while I would see something like, oh, I like that,
0: which wasn't as often as you might hope. No, big problem with the book.
1: Yeah, the art the art is a weak spot and, and um uh, let's start there I guess because yeah. you know if you listen to our show, our regular weekly show, mm-hmm. you're you're pretty have become really big fans of Tom Taylor yeah. largely through Deceased and which is you know we loved that and that's what causes us to go back to this. And I will tell you right now the the thing that turned me off from it other than the fact that it was a video game tie-in which ultimately doesn't matter. That's a stupid reason because you know it is what it is. But you know Deceased had very consistent art. Mm-hmm. great, you know, the main stories had Trevor Harrison... Terrific um, art. Terrific art. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this was very much uh, who they could
0: get on it. It was a digital first book, and we know that yeah. they, they don't want exactly put the A-team on those books.
1: Digital first in 2013. That's right. even more... That's a really interesting aspect of it. I saw it was that long ago. I was, wow, I didn't even remember they had digital first books then.
0: There were 12 artists on this book through the course of this volume. Yeah. I'll just read them real quick, just so we have them. Yes. Jeremy Repack... Mike S. Miller, Bruno Redondo, who's currently drawing Nightwing with Tom Taylor, Alex Jimenez, David Yardin, Tom Derenek, Mike Deering, Diana Iga, Kevin McGuire, Neil Googe, Hermanico, and Jonas Trinidad. I mean, it's a problem. First of all, for years, people have said, you guys should be reading Injustice. And then when we started talking about it, and Deceased all the time, ad nauseum, people are like, you should be reading Injustice. And part of the reason I never really wanted to was because... Of the art and the character designs, I would see them and I'd I'd say that's not I have yes. no interest in that.
1: The character designs are awful.
0: And and they're and, epically bad. Like we we complained yes. about the 2, but this was this was offensive, the character designs in this book. In addition to the great art that happened in Deceased, you had the classic looking DC characters in that book which was another big plus for Deceased. And I also also feel like kind of Injustice was sort of the training ground for Tom Taylor. And I know he's done a lot of writing before then. I what I mean mm-hmm. is in, in D.C. He's a TV writer, wasn't he? Right. I think. And a playwright and all the, a lot of things. To yeah. get to Deceased. Because I feel like Deceased mm-hmm. is the refined version of Injustice.
1: Here, I'm going to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I found it incredibly compelling. I think that... Injustice. You know...
0: Yeah, that's
1: what we're talking about. I think Tom Taylor, all of the things that we liked about him are in place Mm -hmm. here. Real handle on these characters across the board. You know, like the the Nightwing in this book is the same Nightwing that is in the series that is going on right now. Mm -hmm. He's perfect. The strength of the whole thing, to me, lies in what is a constant morality question, which is really at the heart of all of this stuff. You know, it's... Why does Batman keep letting these horrible people live? And what? And if Superman is the best there is, and he is, you know, an absolute good, mm-hmm. you know, what decisions do, would he make with his, you know, with his power? Right. And and it, as you read through the book, that conversation is taking place constantly. It's a very philosophical book in that sense, with big fights in the middle, mm-hmm. and the the fights are generally pretty satisfying. I think the one, it's not a weakness, it's almost a feature, is that you have to decide whether your interpretation of those characters squares with what's happening with them. And because it's an Elseworlds book, you can give that some latitude, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I have been wondering all along, because I read this a little while back, and I started reading two and then got distracted or whatever. Uh, But I was waiting for you to read it, because I want to know what you thought of, you know, the main conceit is that, Joker plants a bomb that is rigged to Lois's
0: heart. It, it's
1: a whole thing. But anyways, Superman ends up killing uh, Lois Lane
0: and her unborn baby. Well, he, he, he tricks Superman so that right, he doesn't right. realize he's it, killed her until after right. she's dead.
1: With, 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 with uh, fear gas mixed with kryptonite, he thinks right. it's, it's a doomsday. You know, Joker's playing a big trick on him. Superman flies in, punches a hole through Joker's chest, chest and then we, we begin the story.
0: Yeah, I mean, I ultimately, I like, I, I gave it like a good, a solid rating. When we get to the end of the show, they'll be talking sure. about the ratings. It's, 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 it's going to be a solid rating. I enjoyed reading it. All the good things about Tom Taylor are here, like, yes, the fact that after this book, so after this book, he was put on Earth Two. That's the first time I remember hearing his name was. He took over for James Robinson on the Earth Two, New Fifty Two book, the Justice Society book. I remember Mm -hmm. people saying, oh, it's the guy from Injustice. And I remember, I think he did something very similar where he had like the Earth 2 version of Superman and Batman and Superman was evil. And I dropped that book pretty quickly. But it's hard to read this book and not see that he has an incredible handle on the DC universe in general, as we've talked about for the last couple of years.
1: And Superman,
0: too. I mean, like. It's kind of surprising he didn't get a bigger gig than Earth 2 out of this. Yeah. Yeah, And he wasn't wasn't a name, but he clearly wrote these characters really, really well. And he probably didn't get
1: credit for sales on this thing. I mean, I don't know what the sales were, but that drives yeah. a lot. You know, it, it'd be nice to think that the people get work because they're great with character. But
0: But know. my point is, like, all the things that we loved about Deceased in terms of his characterization of these, you know, great Green Arrow, great yep. Nightwing, uh, great Alfred.
1: Al- Alfred. <laughs> characters who were
0: all big in Deceased, by the way, who yep. played a big role in Deceased. Terrific. These are all great versions. So I enjoyed reading those aspects of it. The overall story, like you said, you kind of have to go with it, even if you don't believe it. Like, I don't believe that this is, this is what, what would happen. Even mm-hmm. in Superman's grief, I don't believe he would turn into this sort of monster. But they have to for the conceit of the story and the conceit of the video game, you know.
1: So it's interesting because, you know, as I read it, I found it was fairly easy to justify most of the things that were happening.
0: It's also just kind of boring. It's like okay, oh, Superman's, you know, Su- Superman turns evil trope is a well-worn trope.
1: Yeah, but he's not. You know, it's it's perspective. I don't. I don't know that he, everyone would call him evil. That's sort of the part that all that all it, it goes along with. He's trying to do. I guess all evil. Not all, but a lot of evil people are trying to do do good. You know, he's trying to basically pacify the world, take out all the the violent people and the dictators and whatever. It is not, on its surface, a bad thing. It's just not the way that.
0: Well, that's where it starts. You know, it starts with the easy targets, right. which is the, no, the, no. the and, dictators and, and the a line. armies. Then it moves to anybody yeah. who looks at him sideways or questions his authority.
1: Right, and 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 I it like and and that is like that's on the road, but I don't think he's there for most of the story. Hmm. Um, and at one point, Batman says something along the line of like, you know, it. it He's like, it was just one death. And he's like, it always starts with one death, which right. I thought was a really nice bit of writing. I mean, to me, I think the larger stretch of a character, because, you know, if you if you take the conceit that su- Superman has somewhat human emotions, like what would it take to break him? Well, the death of his, you know, the, the, it was a lot. I think they piled on as much as they could as the death of his wife, his unborn child and everyone in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Like, so that was well thought out. Like, how would you get him? You know, and, and also by Joker. So there was no reason. Mm-hmm. And then Batman is responsible for Joker being alive because that question really is—is is one like, why do you let this? Why do you keep trying to do this? And there's even a scene where Superman is like, "You love him, don't you?" And that is the part where I was like, "Oh, he's cracking." You know, that's the part with the with the Superman like, "You love Joker. You love having this nemesis in this whole thing, and that's why." You know, but in any sane world, mm-hmm. I don't know about sane. I'm not a pro death death penalty person, but you know, if there was a Joker, he'd have been executed. Mm-hmm. Or some, you know, like he, sure. he wouldn't have made it. And, and, and I think you can agree with the, not maybe the politics of it, but everyone would be better off if he was dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. And those sure. are the questions that they keep going over and over again. And it's really pretty fascinating and well done within the matrix of these personalities, of all of these people. Sure. So I, I dug that. I, lo- I loved that Damien was like, nah, I'm going with Superman.
0: <laughs> Which makes sense. The fact that the R was on the wrong side of his chest really bugged the hell out of me.
1: He's from Australia.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I had a really hard time getting beyond the way this book looked. Really? It's a visual medium, and I would say 75% of the art was bad. Occasionally, someone would show up and be like, wow, well, this, this is good. But for the most part, I thought it looked pretty bad, and, and the character designs were, like I said, offensive. So at the end of the day, it's not a novel, so I had a hard time with that aspect of it. It's tough. I just hate the way that video game people take these characters and, and just ruin them. Mm-hmm. To
1: me, I think it was it – was, I don't like the designs, you know, The but I, I got used to it because and, – and it's on the strength of the writing. I see, you know what's, what's interesting? Because I don't know that the art – I know the art was in itself all bad. It was all over the place, and the designs were terrible, and the artists were not like the best in the business. But I actually think the production of it was kind of crappy. You know the thing that you hate when uh, Kevin Maguire gets colored? hmm yeah, He was in here. He did like yeah. five to ten pages. And yes. I was like, well, this art's different. You know, and the whole thing looks like that to me. Right. Like I don't – whatever colorist or production they brought in, you know, it wasn't up to snuff in that way. But, you know, if this was an image book or, you know, where, where you've got more – low tier, less experienced people doing it and the story was real good, I'd still read along and be fine with it after a while. Like, I have to think about the art. But eventually I just started cruising because I was invested in the story. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I had a real hard time with it.
1: Was there any of the art that you did like? Like, is, does any of it stand out?
0: I mean, you can see early Bruno Redondo in there. He's not mm-hmm. where he is right now, but he's, he's certainly there. Tom Derenek is a solid veteran
1: he was good, and then by the end, it was better. Every yep. time I got to a page where I thought, oh, this, I like this, and it would be him
0: Yeah, uh, a lot of times. I mean, Neil Gooch is pretty good. been around. Is better now, but you know, solid. But there's just, there was just a bunch that it was rough, especially in the beginning of the book. I'm curious in that sense how, how the rest of the series went, because this went on for five years. Yeah, Tom Taylor did three of them, and then he left, and then it went for two more years after that.
1: I can't imagine that that you could... I. I I don't remember who the other person is. I looked
0: it up. Brian Buccellato did the rest of the writing. Oh but, yeah, but uh, I'm curious how the how the art stayed because twelve artists is a lot.
1: It is, and and I mean, I think it's clear like they weren't. I mean, I don't think they were trying to sell this to comic fans.
0: No, it's selling to video game people.
1: Right, and and I mean, the video game people probably didn't get the best end of the stick on art, but you know, they really they got they got have a hell of a writer on, and who I don't think was appreciated at the time.
0: No. But like I said, I did enjoy reading it, Mm -hmm. again, because there there was terrific character work in here. There's a whole plot where, you know, most of the resistance fighters, which is what Batman's team is basically called, are basically street-level characters. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like Green Arrow and Huntress and other than Captain Atom. And so it's like, well, they have no chance (laughs) against Superman Mm -hmm. and Green Lantern and people like that. And so Lex Luthor had been developing a pill that would make you superhuman. And so that's their whole mission is to like steal that pill so they can synthesize it and give it to everybody and so they can fight back. And that was a really exciting plot. And then at the end when they only managed to get the one and Superman and Batman have their confrontation, and then Alfred ends up taking the pill and beating the hell out of Superman. I thought it was an incredible scene. Mm-hmm. Really incredible. Yeah. Especially since it comes in the heels of Superman just viciously murdering Green Arrow.
1: And let's let's... <laughs> You know, your favorite characters are Nightwing, Alfred, mm-hmm. Green Arrow, you know, and yeah. Batman, you yeah. know, and those char- clearly Tom Taylor loves those characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they're
0: always I I'm mean, surprised he's got, he didn't get a Green Arrow book after this.
1: It's kind of amazing. Yeah, he should res- resurrect the Green Arrow Mockingbird. Very
0: – Not Mockingbird, Black Canary. Black Canary. It's a very classic every time. Green Arrow-Black Canary relationship yep. in this book. Terrific. Fans of those two characters should definitely check this book out because I- – I'm actually going
1: to go at, in that same vein. I even enjoyed Harley Quinn in this book. Mm-hmm. I thought she was funny. She was right. There was a repeating joke about a mustache. <laughs> in between that character stuff, like the plotting was really strong in that mm-hmm. kind of way. You know, a lot of times you read comic books and people will make, or characters will make bad choices and the bad choices tend to be predicated on the fact that the writer needs them to make that bad choice so they can move along. And right. I found that the bad choices in this fit. If or there, there were, there was ample justification. So there's a bit where green arrow has Harley Quinn and he takes her to Arkham as the whole thing is being taken over by Superman and they're They're going to, I think they put him in the negative zone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or no, what do they call it? Phantom zone.
0: Uh, it's the negative zone. No, it's fan- Ugh, Phantom zone. <laughs>
1: Phantom zone is DC negative. Zone you can't is ask me
0: that question this early in the morning. Sorry. It's the same exact thing. And he leaves her
1: with the guard at the front, you know, and she's handcuffed and, and you know, you don't think it's a big deal. And it turns out like she knows the guard's name cause yeah. she's always there. And he is. And she's like, how many times have I broken your nose? And it's, you know, like, it's a bad choice for him to leave her there. But I get it. Like, it, it, it sort of made sense. There's a great follow-up. But, yeah, joke, the a great too, follow-up where something
0: happens to him and then somebody else is like, not Phil! No, it, it, was, it was Nightwing. Was Nightwing. Like, oh, you didn't leave with him. <laughs> it's
1: like, it was a great no, joke. No, listen, but...
0: for all my problems with the setup mm-hmm. and the conceit, weaved in between the fibers is incredible character stuff. And that's yeah. where this book shines. And that's what kept me reading. And that's why, ultimately, I liked it is because seven... Eight years ago. Was that when this book came out? 13, so eight, year, eight years ago. Eight, God, it can't be. 2013 yeah. can't be eight years ago. Yeah, sorry. Tom Taylor had this universe on lockdown. He knew all the characters. Oh. He knew their relationships. He knew their core. It's, all, it's like the old Jeff Johns thing, right? Like, drill down yeah. to the core of the character. We've lost the cores of the character. Tom Taylor had them all. It's just that he was doing them on this side digital book. Yeah. And now he's finally getting his due.
1: I don't see why you don't give the guy
0: JLA. Like, I, that's like, what I yeah, thought, too. I was, well, I thought, that, I thought at some point where I'm reading this 400-page book, I thought that about just about every character. I was like, why isn't he writing yeah. Green Arrow? Why isn't he writing Justice League? Why isn't he writing Superman? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he just, he has it. Mm-hmm. He has it in the way Jeff Johns had it in the early 2000s.
1: Or Mark Wade in the 90s. Mark or... Waid. He, he is
0: the heir, that heir apparent, Mark Wade to Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. Tom Taylor is the one that's had it the best that I've read since then in terms of mm-hmm. understanding this world, what makes it unique, the characters... You know, all that stuff. Well, What I think says a lot about Even Lobo wasn't (laughs) offensively bad in this.
1: Yeah. I was thinking that in almost any other instance, any other story that I could think of, if the conceit is that Superman kills somebody and takes over the world, then you are not going to give it a shot. Right. You'd walk away from that fast. And so as I was reading this the first time and you hadn't started, we hadn't been doing it for this show – I found myself really curious, like, would you hate it from the bit- ba- right. because of that one conceit? there's many things that you will not watch because of the basic conceit of them, mm-hmm. but this is good enough that that you you got through it, and I think that says a ton
0: well, to, we also to agreed. me, we also agreed to do the show, so I had to read it a well, no, I know I that,
1: but but either way, you know, I know you <laughs> and it's like there would be a thing like there like I'm not going to read that that's stupid, you know, and that would be it, but
0: well, look, I mean. The fear of Superman turning evil isn't necessarily a bad idea. I just think it's been done so often that it has to be done really there. well now. You know, I still yes. I think it's a great aspect of The Dark Knight Returns and other you know, and then the other books that are not Superman but are Superman, like irredeemable, or the mm-hmm. mighty, but it just has to be done really well because it's just kind of boring at this point because it's like, okay, sure, show me something different. And the difference here is that the characterizations are so great. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't buy I don't buy that he would go to, to a murderous rampage. But if that's the conceit, at least do something with it. And I think that's what they've done here. Mm -hmm. Has there ever
1: been a – is there a Batman goes evil story? I mean other than the Joker or the (laughs) the Batman who laughs. I don't mean that like a well-done one.
0: (laughs) Like a full-on evil one? (laughs) Well, like – Not really because while it's scary, it's not as utterly terrifying as Superman because Superman is unstoppable. unstoppable. I
1: think – I also think that it kind of doesn't... Because you can you can believe that the thing that pushes Superman over the edge is his... Is Lois. Well, no, but just the loss of his love. He's a character mm-hmm. who loves. He's a character who is open-hearted. And that character is going to be more vulnerable than a character who is incredibly repressed and not open-hearted. Like right. like a, a soldier can do their job if they remain emotionally distant, which is what Batman does. Mm-hmm. Superman gets away with it because he's on, omnipotent. Right. But if you attack that love and you take that away, that's what breaks a person. And
0: so it's conceivable. It's yeah, the farther to fall for Superman than Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's someone yelling at their screen right now or speaker that there is a story. I can't think of one right now. Batman goes pure villain, but mm-hmm. he rides the line anyway, anyway. He's too far into the, anyway, that's, that's not what the show is about. Yeah. This is a, Book that's span I'm just I'm scanning through the view where you can see all the pages at once and you know it scans the width and breadth of DC.
1: Yeah. New gods and, and Atlantis.
0: Shazam and Flash and Green Lantern and
1: You had a swing in almost every character. There's like a significant scene with Aquaman mm-hmm. at the beginning, and I had to be like, Is this the Aquaman? I never understood because they commit the they wherever they go on the happy Aquaman to Namor continuum. Um, it was much more Namor. Than if this. I
0: remember correctly, and it was 420 pages ago, so I may not. It was a very similar conversation to the one Namor just had in X Men about how I'm, I rule 70% of the oceans. I don't have time for this bullshit.
1: Your world sits inside mine. I yeah. thought that was a really nice line.
0: I was 70% of the world, not the oceans.
1: I would say, what did you think of. I really pretty much bought Superman the whole way. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, he was hurt. He, he didn't think he was doing the wrong thing it was still that guy in the middle he didn't break and turn into a psychopath wonder woman i had a harder time with i think if she was more the warrior version but there was a little bit where she's talking to aquaman at one point and at the end of it and and, and they they've stood down basically aquaman said fine we're not going to start a war with you guys and he says at the very end of the conversation and tell superman i'm sorry about lois and then she doesn't tell him mm-hmm. because she'd had a conversation with Ares earlier where Ares is like, well, you want in on that. And, right. you know, so it's like she was scheming for him. And she said something along the lines of, you know, whatever Superman needs, I will be there for him, which is interesting for two reasons. One, they're placing her at a subservient level. Where well, they're they
0: placing her, at, uh, t- the positioning her as being in love with him.
1: Right. But also just that she, like... Instead of her being her own person, her own woman or whatever, she's like, "I will follow him where he goes," and then also like the thing that you know she loves him and wants you know to be the queen of the earth and he'll be the king and that I had a hard harder time mm-hmm. with I think it fits within the various interpretations of that character, but it's not the interpretation I like the most
0: yeah it's it, it's not totally out of the realm, it sort of fits in with the right. version of the character that. Threw all the guns to the women in Korea yes. in New Frontier. Yeah, I saw. I've had that thought too in that line, but it's certainly an uncomfortable version of her. That's for sure. Yeah, she's his enforcer basically. Not that he needs one, but she's sort of his yeah. right hand man who takes care of the dirty work. Uh, which you know, since Kingdom Come, also they've the made her more. They've made her more militant, sword carrying. You know, warrior, focusing on the warrior of the warrior. Let's see, warrior princess, but that's Xena. They've made her a bit more hard-edged since that point. In the same way this is Superman as far as you can go, this is about Wonder Woman as far as you can go. They'll still have her be recognizable.
1: you think she's more interesting like that? Not to me. I don't know. I- I'm only saying in the, like, in the context that like, no one seems to be able to do storytelling with her for very long while right. keeping it interesting. Yeah, I mean, this, this
0: is not a version I want to read.
1: I think on her own, she's less interesting like that. But maybe as part of an ensemble it works better.
0: I mean, they've all they've all gone with him, you know. Flash, Cyborg, Damian, Hal Jordan, Raven. They've all gone all in on Superman's well, well Raven murderous is, rampage. So Raven's rampage. Raven's from the she's of from hell,
1: so it wasn't so <laughs> <Yeah>. far.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm just saying they've all gone in. I'm just looking at the group that's standing at the very end sure. of the story at the UN, and that's the that's the group. But like they've all gone in, all in on it. So. It's not just Wonder Woman that's, you know, sort of gone to the dark side. Oh,
1: yeah. No. I, yeah, I know. Uh, it, but again, it's just not so far fetched. I think there's a question at some point where, you know, like you killed the Joker and it was like, well, who who wouldn't want that? Like no one on Earth is going to not approve of that. Mm-hmm. And there's a truth to that. You know, if if I lived in the world and there was a Joker, I'd be like, kill that dude. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, and he takes out. What's the fake country? The fake Middle Eastern country? Oh, there's a couple. But conduct? No, not conduct.. It's the first one he goes, yeah, Bialia, and you know he takes out those dictators and protects the people, and right. you know that part's that stuff's all plausible. Like it, it, the question, like what is the right thing? And I, what I kept going back to, and this is really the the crux of the Batman thing, is just like, what is he hoping? What is he? What is he hoping for with these criminals? Does he really think that
0: he's insane? That insane. Yeah, he doesn't want any. Any. He's so obsessed with the idea of no one dying. It it extends to also the criminals.
1: Okay, I can buy that.
0: It, it extends to literally everyone. So if it's either it's it's everyone or no one, really, right? So it's like, if he starts picking and choosing who gets to die, then his whole ethos goes away. So mm-hmm. it's just everyone. No one dies.
1: Because then he's the Punisher.
0: Right. So then it's. That's interesting. It's. It doesn't make any sense. Yes, if we, if this was the real world, I would pull the. Switch on the Joker myself, but
1: so do they not have the death penalty
0: I don't know in that. the DCU? Things I'm curious they don't delve into,
1: or they or do they um it, like because they're insane? It's they're all the insanity defense,
0: right? Interesting. They don't even go to real jail; they go to right Arkham Jail, where they know the guy at the desk. <laughs> hey Phil, <fool. laughs> I found myself wishing while reading this that a this had been a book that was drawn by an incredible art team. And looked like it fit in the DC universe. And if that had been the case, this could be an all-time book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like I think Deceased is going to be for me in the modern era. Whatever we're calling this current era. The post-merger era. But, you know, Deceased had a look all the way through. All the all the miniseries had their own incredible art teams. The mm-hmm. characters all, for the most part, looked like the classic versions of the characters. And so it fit in the world and made it more impactful. Here, here it was easy to disassociate because they looked so ridiculous. Right, you know, it's like, well, Batman is wearing whatever the fuck he's wearing, Flash is wearing whatever the fuck he's wearing. So Nightwing
1: had those shoulder things on. Right. He almost looked normal, and then didn't.
0: But then didn't. Yeah, Robin's in a mirror universe wears ours on the wrong side. So like, it was easy to be like, okay, well, this is this is this strange Elseworlds story, as opposed to something that was really you know tragic because if it was in the DC universe, and this this is some other Earth, you know. But, that almost allows me to enjoy it more because it's yes. not. It's in, this, in the other world, you know?
1: What's interesting is that most of the time, an other world story doesn't really go that long. Right. You know, six issues, eight, maybe 12 issues. Is this whole thing, it's got to be more than 12 issues. This, 400 pages? Yeah, it was a lot. It takes a long time to scan to the top of these. Yeah. Uh, digital chapters 1 through 36 and single magazine form is 1 through 12. So, I guess it is 12, but it's boy, it's an awful lot. Those are big 12s. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you really... And then there's, you know, five more years of it. Four more? Yeah, yeah. And, and two of those might not count.
0: So, the question is this to you. You started reading Volume 2, or Year 2. Mm-hmm. Are you going to read... We loved Year Zero. Tom King did that. I'm not Tom King. Yep. No, uh, Tom Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, which is their long-running joke. Interesting about that is... The look of those characters didn't in no way match the look of these characters. Oh, yeah. Well, if you recall, those characters looked like the, the DCU versions. So that was, didn't make any sense. But we loved that. Would you read more of this? You yeah. have read a little bit more. Would you go back to it?
1: Yeah. No, I, I just because I read it a couple of months ago and I, you know, we did the show. And so I had to sort of cram and sort of go back through it. And there's not a good Wikipedia entry on this, by the way. <laughs> so I start flipping through the book, and I kept getting stuck because I would start reading it, mm-hmm. and I did not have time to read it in the hour before we did the show. Right. So, yeah, yeah, i um, It was. I, I want to finish it at least through what Tom Taylor wrote. Mm. I'm guessing. I'm guessing the singularity of the vision and voice will drop off a cliff no matter who took it over. Sure. So I wouldn't count on it after that, but I want to finish the through three for sure. Interesting. You don't, You
0: won't get c- the conclusion.
1: I'm very likely to, you know, if I get there and I'm moving, I will probably keep going. I just That's the way that I read. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't commit to it right now because right. I, I just figure I'll be disappointed.
0: <laughs> My last question for you is, so there's a bit right before, well, right before Superman and Batman have their confrontation in the, in the cave and Superman breaks Batman's back like Bane. What did you think of the scene where they, they do the break-in on the Fortress of Solitude, Green Arrow, Black Canary Catwoman, and Captain Atom? They're trying to steal the pill, and Green Arrow gets stuck behind. The wall collapses, and he's the only one that's stuck inside the, inside the, the Fortress. So then he's the one that has to deal with Superman. He gets the pill out in, in heroic Robin Hood fashion by shooting the arrow as far as he can. Superman brutally murders him despite his parents, Mompa, and Pa Kent exhorting him not to. Did you buy that he would be completely oblivious to his parents? There's, I did
1: notice that there's a bit right there. Yes. I mean, no, I didn't buy it. There, there's a bit, too, where Pa Kent has, like, an arrow sticking out of his chest. And he's like, you're just going to leave me here like this? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, that's not. Yeah. He's not going to do that. I think that part of the... If they switched it up just a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of Superman being ragey and explosive... He did these things surgically,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if that makes sense. So, like, okay, he, go, he punches Joker through the chest. He's angry. It's a rage thing. Sure. I buy that. Okay, that guy would do that. And mm-hmm. I, could, I could see why. Blowing up all the tanks because he's... Like, maybe it's the anger takes over. But, like, if he really did this, it wouldn't be so explosive and violent. It wouldn't have to be. Mm-hmm. He's got enough power that he doesn't have to do it. So, you know, murdering... I mean, you know, there's there's murdering sort of the, the most violent version of that, you know, thing that he's doing seems excessive at times. And I think that that is the thing that lends itself to being a comic book. Mm-hmm. That's when it starts to I guess those are the points where, where you have to make the conceit that in order for this to go on, Superman really has to go off the deep end. Right. And I think the thing that does it is that he's got that anger, like he can't get over that anger of the thing. And that's very human. You can relate to that.
0: I don't know. I'm wondering how the story can go so long. Yeah. You know? It's true. I mean, by the end of this book, he's pretty much dismantled the resistance. They're not all dead, but they're all fucked up. And their most powerful members are, are either dead or incapacitated. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. My last point, and I missed him somehow, I don't necessarily buy Billy Batson being a Superman's team. You're
1: right, but they're all, just, there's at least discussion of why like he has that discussion with himself where he goes back yeah. and forth right. you know so maybe you don't agree with the conclusion of it but at least it's justified sure. it's thought about no it yeah just, it's all it's all thoughtful okay. I just that's know. what i mean that's that's like so even if you don't agree with a, a choice you know i'm sure i do that it's hard to fault the story because it you know it gives its
0: reasons really well i think this was back when he was wearing the hood all the time which is so stupid
1: I always like a hood. I'm I'm a sucker for a hood, so I don't mind the hood, but I do, I admit to you that, you know, like it's an antithesis of sort of the character, the boy, because you know, a hood is a hidden thing. It's Yeah, listen, shadow.
0: in most instances, hood beats not hood. Yeah. The addition of a hood is usually an improvement. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. Thematically, it doesn't quite yeah. fit. Aesthetically, it's always pleasing. <laughs> and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you can pull the drawstrings and just disappear from Like,
1: normal. like, Damien has a hood, and I'm like, yeah, I buy that. No, that that makes sense for him, for sure. Green Arrow, he looks awesome with the hood. Certainly makes more sense than the hat. And who doesn't love the jaunty Robin Hood hat? But still, it's quite silly.
0: Listen, we can do a whole show on hoods. That's not (laughs) why we're here.
1: (laughs) That would be great. If we still had the video show, I would make a note, like, next show hoods. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It'd be a great mini. It would. All right, so here's where we get to the end of the show, where we do our ratings, our patented. Ratings. Stolen rating system. Rating. Right. Someone else patented. We ran out of five stars, and I really was going back and forth on how to rate this. Because like I said, there's great character stuff in here, and occasionally there's really nice art. But mostly, for me, it was really rough art, and I really had trouble with the conceit, and I really hated looking at the characters. <laughs> so I think where I came down on is a 375 Which feels a little low, but I got to put all the elements into the mix. And I really struggled on where to fall, and I think that's where I ended up.
1: So I don't disagree with you on the quality of the art. I think that its effect on me was less because at the end of the day, the most enjoyable and important aspect of reading a comic book is how compelling it is. And how much it makes me want to continue and turn the page and go to the and just read a little more. And I found this to be exceptionally compelling. I always wanted to know what was happening next. And really, as long as something is doing that and I don't feel bored, you know, and it's giving me something to think about, it is entertaining me. Right. And so I'm going to go with 4.25.
0: Fair enough. You said that you are intending to stick with it. There are, yeah. there are at least two more vo- There's two more volumes of Tom Taylor. They're yeah. both on Comixology. They're, they're
1: both on my iPad. They're there. I started to.
0: I would like to live in a world in which <laughs> I could do that. I just feel like they're both probably 400 pages, and there's a lot of other things I need to read.
1: You know, I, I did feel the same way about one, but I started it on my own, and... You know, once I got going, I was sort of going back to it quickly. Now,
0: I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm not saying I'm not curious. It's very rare that I do that, though, and
1: it's it's almost unlikely that I will be able to make it through the others in within years.
0: We have so much to read for this show. It's two days a week, (laughs) and I like to read things that don't involve this show (laughs) (laughs) for my own mental health. So it's just tough to to think I'm gonna. There's like there's a time I want to find to read 850 pages. Of a thing mm-hmm. I didn't, su- didn't love love. Like, if I looked, mm-hmm. this is five stars, I would have already started falling too, right. But I'm not saying no, but I'm saying it's probably unlikely to happen for a long time just simply because of Fair. of other things I need to do.
1: You know, it's a good plain read. That's not a bad bad point. I mean, like, you, you sit down on it's that It's a fast read. Yeah. I, mean, I still you know. read it pretty fast. Yeah, Totally. And like I said, I started reading it again. I was like, you don't have time for this. And, Ooh. <laughs>
0: All right. So there you go. There's Injustice, colon, Gods Among Us, colon, year one, dash, the complete collection from DC Comics. You can find it on Comixology. I mean, there's collections of it out there.
1: I bet there are used collections out there somewhere because it's a big old book.
0: And if you've never read this book before and you're a fan of like Tom Taylor's current work, Deceased, Nightwing, I would say check it out. All the good stuff yeah. that you love about his work is in there. It's wrapped in a rough package, depending who you are, rougher for me than Josh, but it's all in there. I can't say don't read it. I would say read it. Read it. There, there you go. So that's the Booksplode show. It's our monthly show. It alternates with Josh's Talksplode show, where she interviews creators from the comic book community. And that's all opened by the patrons of patreon.com slash ifanboy. They've unlocked those shows. They've unlocked the media Splode show, our monthly media show. They unlocked the YouTube content, all that fun stuff. So thanks to the patrons for this show. They make it possible for everybody to listen to. And, of course, don't forget to check out our weekly Pick of the Week podcast with Josh and I and sometimes special guests talk about the week's comics. Tom Taylor often featured very heavily on the, those shows. And we appreciate all who supported the show and all who listened. And we'll be back in two months. So, August, we've already announced the next Booksplode book, which is True Believer, The Rise and Fall of Stan Lee. It's the first prose Booksplode book show we're going to do. And we're giving you notice now in case you want to read it ahead of time because it's always more fun when you have read the book. It'll take you a lot longer to read that book than Injustice.
1: Which is why yesterday when you said, "Hey, you want to record the talks blood tomorrow?" and I was like, "I'm not done." I was <laughs> like, "Oh no, cuz that's the one cuz I'm in the middle of that book." <laughs> and I was like, "I am not going to finish the next. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm halfway."
0: So, if you want to read along with us, True Believer of the Rise and Fall of Stanley, what's the writer's name? Abraham Reisman. So there you go. It's a prose book. It's our first ever blood prose show.
1: I talked about the book a little bit with Tom Scholey in my last Mm blood too, because I was curious on his his take on it. And he talks about it a little bit because, you know.
0: Anyway, you you should check that out. We'll get into all that stuff in August. looking forward to the discussion. So that's that. We'll be back soon enough with some show or another. And until then, I'm Connor.
1: And I'm Josh. Thanks for listening.